Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here, you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together. And that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like. And it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day, but then that work continues throughout the year because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. You and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where you can learn more about booking your VIP day. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland, and we're continuing the series that I started last week talking to my kids. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to be the child of an entrepreneur or grow up in a small business home, maybe you're a mompreneur and you have littles at home and you are worried about Um, the damage you might be causing as an entrepreneur and working, you know, at building both your um, business and raising your kids. I know we can all struggle with those thoughts as moms. Then I want to encourage you to listen today. And if you know someone who might love this episode, feel, uh, feel free to share it. Last week, I talked to Harrison, my oldest. And this week, I have my daughter here, Isabella. We're just going to have a short conversation talking about her perspective in growing up in a small business home. So hello, Bella. I'm glad that you're here. Hi. All right. So Bella and Harrison are two years apart. Uh, When I started my first retail store, I have a picture. I think I alluded to it or mentioned it last week, um, but I have a picture. Harrison was probably, he's probably three then, maybe almost four. And yeah, about three and a half. And Bella was about one and a half. Um, of them sitting on the dirty floor of the new location we were opening up as we were unloading boxes and getting ready to open up our second retail concept. Um, so they've been around business for all, you know their entire life. And um, they've both chosen different paths now that they're adults. And what they're working on, Harrison is entrepreneurial as we chatted last week. He's written his first book. If you haven't grabbed it yet, make sure to get a copy of Watch It Burn. It's on Amazon. Um, and he's also a real estate agent. And Bella is in nursing school. So she is working on that um, along with various other jobs that she has 
um, that are of interest to her. So Bella, if you can share with everyone that's listening today, what is your first memory of coming into the store? I know you used to love to come into the store and look at all of the clothing and accessories. You used to always want to shop. And I used to make you or tell you that if you wanted things, there were ways you could earn them. Did you have a memory of doing a project in the store, behind the scenes, in the back room, anything that you can that you can remember? Yeah, I probably, the first memory I have um, is probably putting all the tags on jewelry. Um, those, you know, those one-sided sticky ones, you fold over and do those. Um, and then also putting all the sticky things on hangers so that- Oh, yes. Just <laughs> that was a big project. Yes. I remember, oh, I get so bored doing that. You know, it's just so tedious. But then I would look forward to afterwards, you know, when everyone's gone, I get to wander throughout the whole store and pick out all my adult women clothing. <laughs> we always laugh about that, all the funny stuff I wore. But yeah, that's probably the first couple of things I remember. Yeah, so um, when I first started my store, I would, I, we weren't open Sunday or Monday, and then we had a nanny that would come and stay with you at the house Tuesday through Friday, and then dad would watch you guys on the weekends, or on Saturday, sometimes he'd bring you down to the store. Um, what did you think of having a mom that worked in her own business? Like, were there any thoughts that you had about that where you confused by it because it was different than your other friends moms did you think it was a great idea did you think it was cool what what are some thoughts you had if you can remember when you were young of me going to work in my own business yeah well I mean when I was really little um I definitely thought it was just normal and that like everyone's mom did that you know and everyone mom had their own store and all of that um but as I grew up I kind of realized that wasn't um and me and Harrison always just thought it was super cool um we loved we loved our nannies that never bothered us that you guys were gone um because we had so much fun with them um but I remember one time I was in fifth grade and it would have been when you spoke on the hill oh right? yeah yeah I took you with me to DC um the time you didn't take me with okay yeah so and um we were we weren't homeschooled at that point. So we were in school, like in a classroom and stuff. And I remember um, my teacher pulled up the video of mom speaking. On C-SPAN. Yeah. And my whole class watched it. And I remember everyone being like, whoa, you know, that's your mom. And I was just like, oh yeah, you know. Um, so that kind of stuff was just super cool. I mean, some of it was different um, just because you were gone more, you know, than I felt like some other moms were, but it never bothered me. I always just thought it was cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just the way that yeah. we rolled. Yeah, so talking about some of the neat opportunities, as an entrepreneurial child, you know, a, a kid of a small business owner, sometimes we as small business owners, moms and dads, think that, that we give our kids a disadvantage because we have to take those phone calls in the evenings when we're starting a business or, you know, there's just a lot of sacrifice in small business. But I look at the opportunity that we give our kids to experience so many different things from a completely different perspective. 
So you got to go to DC with me when I testified. It must have been the second time mm-hmm. in the Senate. I brought you with. Um, tell us what that was like, um, being able to go into that Senate room um, and be part of that process. And then maybe anything else you can think of or that comes to mind when you think of the advantages you had of being a kid of a small business owner. Uh, Yeah, so that time that I went to D.C. with you, I mean, I was pretty little for that. So I really don't remember remember too much of it. Um, But I do remember going into that room and walking around with you and thinking, you know, like, this is pretty cool. Like, I remember we got to get new dresses for that. And, you know, all that kind of stuff that a little kid would notice. Um, And I remember, too, walking down one of the halls in that building and seeing someone that I had seen on the news before. I don't remember who that was, but I was like, yeah, it it was during the, I think the election was coming up. And so he was in the presidential debate. So you was little, you know, and I knew who that was, which is funny looking back at that because most kids are like, what? No, you know. but yeah, so that was just super cool. And I feel like as we've gotten older, um, even though you don't have your store now and a lot of stuff has changed, we still have so many opportunities. Um, just like earlier this year, um, when you did your event in Arizona, I got to go to that with you um, and just always learning stuff and still being able to help and stuff like that. Um, but opportunities... I don't even know. I feel like more than opportunities, I've just learned so much that I went of, um, like not having you in business, which has then created those opportunities. Um, so I also remember, you know, when I was little, that Chicago trip we went on. Oh yeah, I don't even know what that was for. Yeah, took you to a conference. Um, and for some reason, that one has always just stuck with me so much because when we were little, um, <laughs> we were taught to be seen and not heard. Um, that's always what we, you know, you sit and you can, you know, it's okay to just listen and it's okay to not always be talking. Um, and I love doing that now, which is, I think, not super common anymore. Um, but you learn a lot doing that. Um, and so at those conferences, you know, I had no idea what anyone was talking about. Like, I I didn't understand anything. Um, but just being able to sit and listen and be around super smart people, I feel like has taught me that there's so much to learn in the world and you never are even close to knowing everything. Yeah. But I remember, I don't know what event it was. Remember I had you take, I think it was actually a team meeting. I brought you to one of my team meetings and I had you listen and take notes. Do you remember that? I wish I had Mm -hmm. those notes and you had to come up with, I, I had you write down and this was probably one of those times where we didn't have a nanny. We didn't have a babysitter. Dad was gone and you had to come with me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to keep you occupied, like we didn't, I didn't give you a phone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I said, take notes. I want you to write down what you think we're talking about and what you think the solution to be should be. I the remember problem. that. Do you remember that? Yes. And, and stuff like that too, I feel like is so important because, you know, back then I would have, it would have been fun to just play on your phone, you know? But after that, like, I felt so confident. I do remember that bringing my notes to you and being like, okay, so this is what I saw. Yeah. This is what we're going to change, you know? And I'm sure it was some funny ideas. I had no idea what was going on. But it, like, I remember just feeling so confident and like I had something to add to everything that you were doing, you know? Yeah. Which makes you want to learn then and all of that stuff. But 
Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Funny. I have a, a great picture of you taking inventory with Melinda. Oh, I would have yep, you count. You did a lot of mm-hmm. counting for me because you always wanted things. I mean, we had a lot of the clothing, yes. like you said, we laugh about it now. It was women's clothes and you <laughs> wanted some adult, you know, cardigan or some, you know, fancy dress and, and I humanly do, but I never gave you anything for free. Mm-mm. You always had to work for it. What do you think? How do you think that's shaped the way that you value money now and value your own work ability and work, your work ethic? Yeah. Um, I think it was definitely important because I think that's, and it also carried into not just like at the store, like I, like she said, I couldn't just get anything I wanted, but also in life, like you guys have never just paid for everything. Um, I mean, they, me and Harrison always talk about like, they really did pay for a lot when we were younger, you know, you don't realize that as a kid. Um, but it taught us to first of all, save our money. Um, which I have learned is a very uncommon thing in my generation of people um, because we're just taught if you want it, buy it, you know, mm-hmm. and move on. Like there's no saving or do I really need this? Like, you know what I mean? So it taught us to think like that, first of all, um, and think of like the quality of stuff you're getting and all of that, which makes you value your money more. Um, also to never expect any money from anyone. Um So then when you are given it, it's like such a gift. And then you're so much more thankful because you just don't expect it. Um, And then also just working hard. And that's just the way, you know, you work hard for every penny you have. And you value it just so much more that way than me and Harrison have had lots of mom. Mom, I think it's funny. She doesn't think we have secret conversations, but we do without her. Um, And we've talked about this. You know, you value your money so much more when you work for it rather than just being given all of it yeah so you've decided not to start your own business at least to start out um in your adult career life is there a reason that you just you know decided not to have your own business or has an idea just not come to you are you more interested I mean nursing is I could never be a nurse wow so I just so admire Bella for even all the schoolwork, and it is so not my jam so we each have our own talents and desires too but why do you think you haven't started a business or you aren't interested in that right now? Well, I mean, I think when we were younger, we did a lot of that, you know, me and Harrison would have our pop stands. I had um, kind of a babysitting business. I did. I had lots of clients. Yep. I had a cleaning business, you know, so I've definitely gone through that stages, those stages. Um, But right now, I don't know. There was just nothing that came to mind. And you know, I've always wanted to do nursing. I've always wanted to go into healthcare. So it's not, there's no specific reason of like why I wouldn't do that it's just not something not the season you're in yeah right now yeah um maybe one last question in the book that um just came out inventory genius if you haven't gotten a copy yet it's available on my website and it's on amazon as well um I go into my story a little bit and I asked Harrison about this too you know in small business uh, uh, there's like pks and mks right pastors kids missionaries kids i think there should be eks entrepreneurs kids um because they have a whole different perspective and we talked about that a little bit today and last week with harrison um so you've seen a lot of great things like getting to testify and you know in the senate and having opportunities to go on vacations at different times of year because of flexibility a lot of good things but we went through a really hard season in our family as well. Um, is there anything that stood out to you 
as far as the way that we communicated what was going on, because we chose not to hide anything from you and Harrison. Um, we didn't burden you, I hope, <laughs> beyond what a, a child should be burdened with, but we wanted to be honest with what was going on um, in our business. So any thoughts on that or a perspective you could give to maybe an entrepreneur that's listening, that's having a really hard struggle right now and is afraid of what their kids are going to think of them or, um, you know, friends and family. And so just is not wanting to communicate or being really nervous about that. Any encouraging words you could give? Yeah. Um, so my personality, looking back, I'm so glad that they did tell us um, because I'm very much someone who, if it's going on, I want to know good or bad, um, you know, so I respect them so much for keeping us like in the loop on that, you know, and they, I think they did perfect with the amount they told us because I never remember feeling burdened by it anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it's important to tell your kids or your family or whatever, but I don't know. I think me and Harrison looked at like more of the good side of it. Like we watched how much dad took care of you. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the biggest things I remember me and Harrison, you know, we talked about this too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just remember how much he was there for you and would do anything you needed, anything you want, you know what I mean? And which obviously he was still working a full-time job at the same time. Um, but also, you know, how good mom still handled me and Harrison because those were definitely our worst years we were yeah, naughty. we were horrible like I don't know what was happening it was not pretty uh, <laughs> I think it was just it happened you know our failures in business happened at the same time that you were going through adolescence which is the yeah. toughest kids years so. yeah because he would have been how old would he have been well probably like I say him like it was, he was the problem. Probably like 13, 14, 12, yeah, 13, 14. Yeah. So you guys were like. The were buzz like, cut years. Yeah. Kind of and Not pretty. Um, But yeah. And I think looking back on that, like how much grace mom and dad still had for us is just crazy. Like understanding now everything, you know, it's just, yeah. But it also taught us like how important good, having good friends are. Cause you know, yeah. like we watched you and you had still such a good support system through everything, which is so important because I mean, imagine how hard, much harder it would have been if you didn't, if we were you know? alone. Yeah. So yeah, really good. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on to this conversation today. I think it's just fun for everyone to hear your perspective is there any final words of encouragement? And you know, a lot of the ladies that are listening, you've mm -hmm. met them at events and um, you've got to shop in their stores. We travel all over. I try to visit my clients every time I go somewhere. You've gotten to meet so many of them, like Becca. One of my clients yes. came to your race. Yes, that was so fun. I mean, yeah, I mean, so my clients are amazing. Okay. Megan, you got to babysit for her and mm -hmm. hang out with her and Heather, I mean, yeah. just, yeah, so many of the ladies have been so gracious to you too. So any final words of encouragement, you know how hard it is for a small business owner, anything you want to share with those that are listening? Um, I would just say, especially um, if you have kids, you might feel like sometimes um, that they, that your business is, you know, taking you away from them or whatever. Um, I'm going to use <laughs> Megan. 
Vanya is a little bit of an example here. Um, she does such a great job. Like her two daughters are just the cutest and the sweetest. Um, and even if you're working, like they're still watching you and they are learning so much. Like those little girls, the things they would say to me, I'm like, how do you even know? You know, and they, they play store like any little girl does, but it's so like real, you know? So you are teaching your kids so much, um, even though you might think, you know, it's taking time away from them. It's really adding so much um, to their life experience. And if you don't have kids, I would just say you're doing a great job. I know, you know, watching mom and stuff, that business is hard. And a lot of people um, don't realize that, especially if they're not in the world of boutique, you know, they, they don't realize that it's a little bit different from Target, you know, like <laughs> you don't have a bunch of people coming in every day and you don't have this constant customer base, but you're still like, you're super cool, you know, and you're working so hard. And I feel like that's just a big deal. Um, so don't underestimate how much you're doing because it really is awesome. So, yeah, so yeah. good. And making such a difference um, or a difference in your communities and in your families and small business definitely is the backbone of this country. I know we have some international listeners as well, but small business is the backbone of our um, of our economic system. So um, yeah, keep your chin up, keep doing a great job. And hopefully one day you'll have your own podcast and you can interview your kids and we'll just continue this tradition of just telling our stories. And I think it's so important to be real in small business to talk through our successes and our failures, to own both our successes and our failures, and to tell our stories. So much of small business growth is about advocating for ourselves and telling our stories. So I'm glad that you could join us today and listen to our story. Thanks for jumping on with me, Bella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, everyone. And thank you again for listening to the Inventory Genius podcast. If you have not grabbed your copy of Inventory Genius yet, you need to get your copy. It is on my website. SierraStockland.com, where you can find the printed version, the audio version, or the ebook. There's also a companion workbook that you can follow along, fill in the blank and all that good stuff. Um, or if you just want it to be super simple, you can also find it on Amazon. Head on over to SierraStockland.com. I'd love to connect with you. And until then, I will see you next time. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there friends, I have something really exciting to share and of course I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius, it is ready to release and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business. 
but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time, there is so much to be learned in the Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, and grab your copy of the Inventory Genius. You don't wanna miss this book. See you soon.